Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, we hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company, but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we are passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow. And I'm Dwayne Drawn. Through our 40 years of combined dirt under the nails experience, we look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gill, alongside my trusty friend from Chicago land, Dwayne Drum. What's going on, Dwayne? What's going on, bro? Um can you you guys are probably because it seems like you guys have the same type of weather we do don't you we do yeah it's cold as hell here today it's 14 this morning it's cold as shit um we got pounded with some snow this weekend but it i i it actually wasn't as bad as what the east coast got hit was i think some of you guys over there got like eight nine ten twelve inches we got three i mean so it wasn't too bad but it seems like you guys are getting pounded over there yeah, it's a little south of us, actually. We're north of it, so it never hit us. It okay. hit, like right along the Mason-Dixon line in the south, the nice little southern storm. But everything else was coming, you know, this week looks like we might get a little bit and uh, hopefully not too much to affect our first week of boot camp here coming up. Super excited about that. And, you know, today, guys, you're stuck with Dwayne and I. So we've got some uh, some fun uh, content to work on with you today. <laughs> some uh, one really powerful subject that's changed my life. And we wanted to bring it to you and just, uh, you know, go from there. But Today, you know, it's really all about how do you move forward? How do you, you know, we all have fear within us. We all have this, this sense of, of protection that goes on within our minds that if we do something, we can get hurt. Or if we make a decision in our business or in our life that there might be consequences, like there's this back and forth. And I know I've struggled with it just like everybody else and and making those decisions. Sometimes, you know, that goes pretty easy. You make a decision, snap a finger and you move on. And other times you sit there and wallow in it and wallow and don't know what to do and don't know if you make the decision, you're going to make a right one or the wrong one. And, you know, this whole struggle back and forth, Dwayne, have you run into that in your career, in your life? You know, Joshua, during this conversation, we're going to say a lot, but we're also going to miss a lot. So we might have to do a two, three, and four just on this subject alone. Okay. The way you knock that out the way is you take the first fucking step. I mean, that's, that's always where people struggle at is I've been through this many years. I contemplate, I'm actually even finding more things recently now by listening to another book is that I thought that I was past taking these steps and making these moves. And I'm now seeing the other things that are still based upon fear and what I'm not doing. Or um, one of the number one things that happens too, is that we become busy or I'm busy. I'm working my ass. I'm working hard. What happens is a lot of times is that's really a fucking excuse that we actually have no control over what we're trying to do. So Mm -hmm. we we focus on this whole busy thing, showing everybody we're busy, but the whole time we're busy, we haven't even crossed the line of where we want to go. Yeah, Has that happened to you? Oh yeah, no doubt. I find my, I found myself in the past before I started realizing the, uh, you know, this, this jewel we're going to drop on you today before I started uh, really doing this. It, uh, it, you know, I constantly got into analysis paralysis. I had to think about it every different way. And I found myself many days out, you know, working, but I was staying busy because to be quite honest with you, I was trying to stay away from the actual decision that had to be made, the big one. So I just kept myself busy and all this other little work, emails and little details and phone calls and paperwork so that I could feel busy while I sat there waiting for some bus to hit me and make this decision for me. Um, And it never came. Unfortunately, I had to still roll up my sleeves and put my big boy pants on and make a decision. But what I found is that I, I wasted a lot of freaking time worrying that was the biggest thing. I mean, the, 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 you think about fear, the biggest thing is you worry about what could happen. And what I realized over all the years now in business and in life, I'm 43 now, is that 98% or more of the shit we worry about never comes true. It never happens. So all these things that we're trying to protect ourselves from don't come to life. So imagine constantly taking up bandwidth within your own mind because you worry about what could be. So again, all that bandwidth being taken up on the worry and 98% of it never happens. Why the fuck are you doing it? 
that's that was a big aha for me. I'm like, then, then why am I doing it? If that's the case, once I realized that and I was told that many times, once I realized that was true and I look back about the things that I worried about that last week, month, year, whatever, and I think about how many actually happened and then I look and I can count them on one hand, I'm thinking, so how much time did I waste? How many restless nights and anxiety that I feel because of these things that could possibly happen to me that don't? I mean, seriously, it's, it's incredible. If you write down right now the five things you're most worried about and then look back at those things in a month, a year, a week, three hours from now, you might look at them completely different. Like, oh my God, I worried about that shit. And to think that we keep the same process up over and over and over in our lives, that we feel like we're helping ourselves and protecting ourselves, but we're not. We're totally screwing ourselves out of tons of opportunity. Have you found that to be true, Dwayne? Dude, not only does the 98% of the negative shit you think about don't happen, not only does it not happen, but something else I think we're forgetting, I'm going to add another twist to this conversation is that we need to be thanking God and the universe that it did not even happen. Because could you imagine the fucking disaster that your life would be if that shit actually did happen? Some of the shit we think about, like exactly. your life would be total fucking chaos. So not only is it not happening, but you got to sit back and thank the universe or God that the stupid shit and crazy, unnecessary shit we were thinking did not happen. And then what's holding you back to move forward. I mean, uh, I, I wanted to wait a little longer to drop this, but I guess it's the perfect time to drop. This whole reason why a lot of us are scared to make decisions is, is really based on love. We don't realize that. Like, it's such a powerful word that takes you all the way to your gut and your soul, everything. And the reason was everything we've done from the point we were infants and little babies, um, the way we cry as a baby, the way we move as a baby, the way we yang yang or make noise, we're trying to get love or trying to figure out the acknowledgement of love from the people who are taking care of us because we got to be fed. So beginning, the moment a child cries and somebody picks them up right there, that the level of love of what that is has now been born. And that's it right there. That child knows anytime I make a crazy nose or a cry, somebody's going to come run and pick me up. Boom. It's born. And that's going to be ingrained in it for the rest of our lives. A lot of times we don't make the decision of getting into the business or creating a better business or creating this or doing this is because we're afraid we're going to fail. And then once we fail, we lose the love of the people around us. They get to say, you give them the power. See, I told you so, or I knew it wasn't going to work, whatever. But here's what I hit. And I don't want to get long windy on this because Josh, I want to want to set really some good volume back and forth. But what happens is you got to live this fucking life for yourself. I know it sounds, I know it sounds selfish or Dwayne, you you're arrogant or whatever. Fuck what other people say. You got to live this life for yourself. You got to grab your heart, feel your heartbeat and let your heartbeat and live it for yourself. You can't worry about if somebody says it's stupid. Okay. And the only failure that you will have in life is the failure of what you accept as a failure, not people around you. Like, like Michael Jordan the reason why Michael Jordan is successful is because he's failed more than everybody else. He had the most for failures, but he, he, he went out there and failed again and keep going. So you can't let these people in these situations and everything control you. You can't even let love control you. Love yourself. When you love yourself, no love can hold you at bay. Brother, that's man. You crushed it with that for sure. Dude, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, some of that self-love is tough for men, especially, you know, and I know that looking at a mirror years ago and, and looking back at myself, I was more disgusted than I was, you know, in love with myself. And it's taken years of, of inner work to get to a point now when I look in the mirror, I'm, I'm, I love it. I'm like, dude, you're, you're here for a mission. You're here to help people live better lives. And, you know, I admire the person looking back as opposed to, um, you know, not like it at all. It's, it was crazy transformation for me to be able to do that. And I know so many men are dealing with that where if they look in the mirror, they're like, yeah, whatever, you fucking loser. You're fat. You're this, you're that. You're ashamed of something. You're whatever, bad husband, bad father, whatever it might be. Like you're just saying these, this negative self-talk that's in your head that you would never speak to another human being that way. You run that fucking record day in and day out in your head. And you wonder why you're afraid to fail. You're, you wonder why you don't 
uh, try new things and, and why you're not, uh, you know, courageous enough to go out and, and give yourself the benefit of the doubt and say, no, I'm going to go, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it no matter what, because I believe in myself. And I believe that if my heart and my soul are in the right place, I will get there. Now there may adjust as you go, but you're going to get somewhere much further than you are right now. And the only way that happens is by trusting yourself first and knowing no matter what, you may not have the outcome planned, but you know where you're heading, what feeling you're going for. And you know, and you can trust within yourself that you will never give up and you will always find a way. Once that's deep yeah. inside of you, Dwayne, there's not a fucking thing on this planet that you won't try, you won't challenge or you won't try because you're thinking, you know what, no matter what, start another business, fine. Not in, in an industry I don't know anything about, sign me up, let's do it. I know I won't stop until I win. That's just what it is. And I'm going to learn a hell of a lot along the way. And it's really not the mission of the, or it's not the goal of this mission to get to the finish line. It's the journey between start and finish line. That's really the goal here. It's the learning, the growing, the person becoming the person who can hit that finish line, who can achieve that goal. That's really what it's all about. You know, and, and during my journey, I've, I've, I originally learned this concept of ready, aim, fire, right? Everybody knows that it's a very simple analogy. You know, you're kind of ready, you figure out what you're kind of doing, you aim, you look down the barrel, you look down the, you know, the ideas of what you want to do, you plan it all out, you get it just right. And when the winds are just right and the economy just right and everything is just right you pull the trigger and launch it and you ever and you're successful forever well, we all know that's bullshit right first of all you never know if you're successful second of all when is the time right when is everything lined up you know i was stuck in that that mix for most of my life where i always had to make super uh you know, planned decisions where i went through and did all the research and everything was good and the next thing you know it i weeks later went by and i said oh yeah now i'm ready to do something and it's already too late Someone else either did it or I lost interest in it or it became just so much, so complicated, so many details that I just said, no, dude, it's not worth it. And I leave, you know, and, and once I was at a retreat in Fresno, California, I'll never forget it. It's called Warrior Camp. And the, the, the main leader of that camp, she taught me first time I was led by a woman. She was phenomenal. She taught me this concept of ready, fire, aim. And I said, how does that work? I mean, how do you know when to pull the trigger? And like, where's the, you know, think about it. Like, how do you know where you're going at that point if you haven't planned it? And I'm thinking, holy crap, there's something here, but I don't know how to integrate that into my very, you know, studious life of understanding all the details before I make a decision. She's like, if you're going to go anywhere in this world, you better ready, fire, aim. That's all I'm going to tell you. You figured out in your own life, but that's the secret. You figure out what you want to do, what's your goal, what's your why, where's you, where are you heading? You head that direction as fast as you can and you figure it out on the way there. If you talk to any successful business owner that has gone anywhere or has multiple businesses, they live by this principle. They have to. They can't possibly know all the details. They can't possibly run every scenario and every outcome. And might they lose money? Hell yeah, there's a high possibility they're going to lose money. It's just what it is. You accept those terms when you start, but then you do everything you can to make sure that doesn't happen. Right? So... It's, it's this concept of figure out what you want to do, go wide open into it and adjust that bullet of that missile as you're moving through. It's not dead set in the beginning, right? And you adjust and you learn and you find out oh, that's one way that didn't work. Let's do this way. But the mission is still there. That bullet's still moving. You don't have the opportunity to just stop and pull back. That's really the cool part about this. You, you are forced. You are forced to break through that. You are forced to face the challenge. You are forced to win. And that's when the real human experience comes out. When you're put in a position where you have to make big decisions and you have to work. If you're, if you're out, you know, if you're working out, if you're running, if you're doing whatever you're doing physically and your, your coach pushes you further, you did 50 reps and he said you could do 75 and every single muscle in your body is burning. That's when the growth happens. That's when you get to meet your true self. You don't find your true self on a fucking couch watching Netflix. You find it under heavy pressure. That's where it's actually forged. That's where you find yourself. And having that focus of ready, fire, aim, you are forced into those positions where you have to dig deep. You have to create teams. You have to solve problems. And you don't have a scapegoat. There's no hatch, you know, that you can just jump out of an escape hatch. There's none of that. There's no parachute to jump out of the airplane. You're in it and you're going to land that thing no matter what. That's just what it is. And you learn a lot about yourself, but that's how you can do things, not just quickly, 
but that you can do a lot of things at one time because you're not so focused on the goddamn minutia. You're focused on the big picture. If you don't like doing something, you find somebody and put them in, a, in charge of that part of it and you just keep moving forward. But man, that ready, fire, aim philosophy has absolutely changed my life. It took me from a single business person, had one business to now having seven different LLCs and different industries and all that stuff because I said, you know what? I know what I want to do. I don't know everything about it yet, but I know that if I run in the right direction, get the right people around me, I will figure it out because I 1000% trust my ability to focus, to win, and to get any information that I need to make that happen. And there's nothing going to stop me because I will never give up on myself. With that, mm -hmm. dude, nothing is impossible. Yeah, you'll never. That that's that's right there. I think people miss like you'll never give up on yourself. Like um, you you said a couple of things, and I want to key in. Like you said, you're being you. You got to become this person. I'm noticing that success is one thing. But you got to be successful. Like it's hitting me every single day and I'm starting to understand the being like, I'm never going to fail. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm never going to bow down and allow the world to take over or take charge or whatever's going to happen. Like I have a mindset that if, if you're in my way, like I don't want to crush anybody, but we're either going to rock this together or I'm going to rock it around you. Like, I mean, like we're not going to have any issues with me not winning or, or not crossing the finish line or whatever it takes. Like that's just, it's just not even a moment, my thought process of vocabulary. You know what I mean? Like it's just there. And, and one of the things I learned about people who have to have all the information and everything together, I actually just recently found out that's a form of trauma. And it comes from either childhood trauma or birth trauma or life trauma or youth trauma that they they're afraid to make that decision. And so they analyze and analyze and analyze and analyze and analyze and analyze this and analyze that and analyze this and analyze that. Like make the fucking post or even like the social media people like they know that a, somebody told them that a social media post will make you better. OK, so it'll make your shit better. So they sit back and analyze, redo this, redo this, clear this video, make this video. That's just bullshit because they're afraid of what people are going to say and what people are going to do and get out there. And I was just talking to ladies in my office today and we just had one hell of a moment where, you know I mean, I almost canceled the podcast today because I'm like, fuck, I mean, I'm in the middle of having this discussion. And to me, the office staff is more important than anything I got right now because they're what what's making this business grow. And I just got into a real deep process about life and making your decisions and where you're supposed to go. And I grabbed my heart and I put my hand on my heart and I said, this is who the fuck you got to love. And this is what you got to love. This is what you got to live on. You got to live on this love. Yep. This love out here is cool. It's nice. It's great to have it. But you are the one that you got to impress. You are the one that you got to show you can do more. You are the one. Like even going to the gym, you can't fucking walk in here and say, oh, I wish I went to the gym today. Fuck that. You got to come in here and say, if you wanted to go to the gym, you went to the fucking gym. You didn't say I wanted to or I wished I could. And I said, also, this other thing, you can't used to be. OK, used to be and now are two different things. I remember I used to be rich at one time. Okay. Do you know how long that used to be went down for? And I was broke as hell during that used to be process. And it was frustrating because I used to be, and I lived on telling everybody I used to be, I used to be, I used to be, I used to be, used to be. And one thing I learned, and this is what people are going to judge you for. If you knew how you would be doing. So you can't live on this used to be, because obviously you used to be, and you don't know how. So if you don't know how you can't make a fucking excuse, you got to make the first step, make the move, put your ass out there in some fire and then start getting all the education you possibly can. And right now the shit is free. I, I get so frustrated when people come to me and say, man, I don't know how to do this. It's fucking YouTube and Google. It's there. It's there. Exactly. Matter of fact, if my computer breaks, one of my computer breaks, I YouTube, Google it. I'm not a computer expert. I figured yep. the fuck out and it keeps working. My air conditioning, bro. Yeah. I fix that shit. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds a little dangerous, but that's okay. That's good. I'm glad you're, you're trying to good. It worked. 
<laughs> I love it. Fucking YouTube did it work. But I have to absolutely, <laughs> I have to absolutely agree with you here. You mentioned it earlier, and I'm going to reiterate it because it's so, so powerful and it's so, so true. You know, most won't take on the things that scare them because they're afraid they're going to fail. And if they fail, they'll be judged. And if they're judged, they feel the ones around them won't love them. And deep down, all we want as humans is to be loved, especially by our families mm -hmm. and by our peers, to be admired. And to think that that would disappear based on a failure is why most people never take the first step or why most people get stuck in that analysis paralysis because they can have one foot in the cold water and one foot in the hot water. They don't ever have to make a decision, right? So they're like, I'm in it. I'm really, I'm, I can talk about it. I'm kind of doing it. I'm doing all this kind of stuff. It's really good, but they never have to commit. And that's why they get into that analysis paralysis to protect themselves. So they don't actually have to make that decision. Now, the ones that are actually making the decisions, you've, I'm sure you've seen even on like Shark Tank or whatever, where you see these guys that are they're making decisions. It's like, yes, boom, that's what I want. Do you think they're right every single time? No. No, they're not. No. I'm not right every single time. But you know what? I would rather be wrong quickly than right after years of researching and all this kind of crap. I would rather be wrong quickly because the faster I know I'm wrong or right, the faster I can adjust. It's that fast, right? It's that simple. So if you've got to make a decision, you say, my gut tells me this, move that direction. If it's wrong, you'll know really quickly and you'll back up and go the other direction. But at least you made a fucking decision. You don't waste hours and days and months and years pondering it and pontificating on all the things that it could be and doing all the research and all this stuff, all the find out at the end, it was a yes or a no. And the guy that said yes and went in the direction or said no and went in a different direction, he's already light years ahead of you because he's willing to take the chance. He's like, I don't really care if anybody likes me or not. I don't care. They're not. It doesn't. It says more about you when you feel that others impressions or what they think of you is more important than when you think of you. And for me, I'll never give up on myself. I know that no matter what I do, I will never give up. If I put my guts into it wide open and I will go wide open at it. And I will never stop until I want to stop or I reach my goal and then I set new goals. That's just what it is. There is no other option. So it's very, very important. And the, the way, another little secret here. So ready, fire, aim. Think about how to put that into your business. You see how I said think about it for the people that are, you know, analysis paralysis. Don't think about it. Just do it. Say, okay, I've got decisions to make. I need to make a decision. My gut says go this way. Do that. Next. Do that. Next. Question comes up, problem comes up, things to solve, do it this way, next. You know, you're not always going to be right. Nobody is always right. But I'll tell you one thing, you won't have all that shit sitting in your head. Imagine those decisions that you have to make that sit there on, just think of the ones right now, you guys listening. Think about some decisions that you have to make, some big ones. Maybe it's in your business, maybe it's in your family, maybe it's in your relationship. Some big decisions that you have to make. And imagine how life would be different if you could just snap your fingers and a decision was made. And you wouldn't have to sit there and, and sit there and pull that stress and that, that anxiety around with you and don't sleep at night and your stomach's not right and you don't show up to your family well and you just have like this nervous kind of, I know what it feels like, I've been there, right? Imagine if you just snap your finger, decision was made and that was gone and out and done. Imagine how much better life could be if you could do that all around you where you don't have all these things weighing on you. The, re the, the time I finally realized that was only a couple of years ago and I've never slept so good in my life. I've never lived and, and led such a blissful, abundant, just beautiful life as I have ever since I've made that connection after that warrior camp and after Tony taught us that we can make decisions in the snap of a finger. That's really what it is. 10 years of build up and snap your finger and decisions was made. Why the fuck did you wait 10 years to snap your fingers? Really? Yeah. Yeah, like some of the, the the recent posts that I was just posted just recently, it was about just how life is sort of happening. It's like this magic and things are happening and just sort of stepped in. And what what mind boggles me the most, and I'm still trying to figure this out, is I got a lot of people say, congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. And I almost want to say, what the fuck are you congratulating? Like, all I'm doing is living the life I said I was going to live. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out if that's a congratulations. I don't know if that's a reward. I'm just living like, like what I'm posting this for is because you, I want you to do it too. This is not just a, this is not me. I'm posting to show you that you can do what the fuck I'm doing. It's not a congratulatory thing. I'm just living. And it's, it's what happens is it's amazing to me because I wasn't living before. 
Like I was alive, but I wasn't living. And even this podcast and you guys are listening. You can't just hear what Joshua and I are saying. Like, I don't know how to get this into your soul, but this got to be cut into your fabric of who you are. Like you might have to turn the lights off, listen to this all over again, or maybe repeat the words that are coming out of our mouth, or maybe even call us up so I can drill this shit in your soul. Because not taking a step forward and doing the things that you want, going after the things you want in life, you're wasting fucking time. Let me say this again. You're wasting fucking time. Nobody's coming to save you. Okay. This magic shit is just not going to open up for the earth. And something comes down and says, oh, well, you want to be a millionaire? I'll make you one right now because you're just such a nice guy. That shit just doesn't happen. You got to put in the effort. You got to put in the work. And it's something else I just learned too is dream big, but operate small, meaning make those steps every day. Keep those dreams big. You want the private jet? Want that shit. You want the airplane? Want that shit. You want to help others in the world? You got to be paid to do it. So want that shit. But start making the moves forward. Start making a phone call. Start taking a lesson. Start figuring how to operate bank. Everybody, here's something else. I'll throw this in here. This is a little tangent. A lot of people want to be millionaires, but they don't even know how to fucking handle millions of dollars. So right now, while you got the time, why don't you learn how to manage a million dollars? Yep. I agree. I totally agree, dude. Because if you have a broke mindset and you have a million dollars, you won't have it for long. You have to become no. a person that can manage that kind of wealth for sure. And then when you double and triple and quadruple that, it just becomes more and more and more. And it's, if you don't have the mindset for a hundred thousand, then a million is going to be gone in no time. Because the worst thing you can have is to make a million and lose it. God, that's yep. the worst. Yep. <laughs> that sucks. For sure. For sure. <laughs> you got to I mean, be able to make the million and maintain it and grow it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's really the beauty of it. If you got a million, it should be working so hard that when you're sleeping, it's out there working its ass off. So when you wake up, there's little baby money laying all around. Right. It's like, yeah. okay, if my money's fornicating constantly. You know, that's the goal of it to keep that money busy, not to put it in a bank account and lock it away in prison. You want to keep that money moving because as it moves, it keeps creating more and more. And that's just what it it is. It, it can easily do that. And each of those expansions can also expand other people's lives. It doesn't have to just be for you. So you can be Scrooge McDuck jumping in your big piles of money. That's a matter of saying, okay, well, this is great, but this is a lot of stored potential. You know, a million dollars is stored potential. The question is, how many people's lives can we impact with this money in a very positive way? And not necessarily giving them the money, but giving them the opportunity to become the best versions of themselves, you know, yeah. whatever that means for you. I've been listening to a lot of Jay, Rick Ross and all. I've been going back and listening to all of them. And I've actually made a playlist. Um, and if anybody wants it, let me know. I'll share it with you. But it's called Visualization. A lot of those rappers, when they were broke and busted, they were actually visualizing the life they were living. And then the ones who I caught visualizing those lives, they're living them now. Yeah. And it's like powerful to hear some of this stuff of what they were saying. And Jay-Z said he dropped something that was just so raw about we rate our success by how many people are successful around us. And I'll yep. tell this quick real fast. And I don't want to give it all away that one of my head dudes that I work with, one of my main contractors I work with, we're hustling and we both know what it's like to not have nothing. This at the end of the year, him and I both were trying to figure out how the fuck we're going to manage the little bit of money, the, the not the little bit, but the money we made. So I'm trying to offload all the new jobs that I sold to him that we sold. I'm trying to offload all of the deposits on him to get it off my books. And he's like, uh, uh, I'm not taking it. You know what I mean? Because he didn't want on his books Yeah, yeah. now. And so we figured I, I had to call the accountant and figure out a game plan. And so everything just sort of delayed in hell. So I took all the, I even told clients don't pay. I listen, actually listened to your advice. I had, I had several clients like, don't even pay. I don't want anything right now. And I had to wait to the first mm -hmm. to get this money and take it to the money. Isabel took to the bank yesterday. She was like, holy shit. She was mm -hmm. like, I didn't even know that was sitting around. I said, yeah, I said, I couldn't do anything with it. That's what Jay-Z was saying. Yeah. said, we rate our success by the people around us who are successful who we can make yep. successful or become successful. That's success. Like I'm Scrooge McDuck. If I got money by myself, now I got people to hang with. And hell, yep. we got an event coming up for the next six weeks that you are flying in every single week. 
Cruz is managing a crew. We got 12 different people coming in every single week for six weeks because they want to be around success. You said, went to a UPW several years ago. You said, Wayne, hey, you seem like a good guy. Send me to a UPW. My shit start balling out control. I bring somebody else in. And now we have, I mean, if you look back, we, you and I took 28 people, I think, to the UPW just recently. Mm-hmm. Now we have, I don't even want to do the math, but 15 times six is now coming to an event and they all paid thousands of dollars to come to this event for the next six weeks because they see success in what you've created, what I created, what everybody else created. That's what Jay-Z is talking about. We're not yep. successful unless the people around us are successful. That's how we judge the success. We're living this shit, living it. Dude, I freaking love that. That, that line is so, so true. And there's nothing worse than being, you know, a lonely millionaire or a billionaire or whatever, just having all the money, but none of the connection, because ultimately as humans, that's really what we're after is the growth, love and connection. Uh, that's what fulfills us and makes us happy. All the other stuff really won't. So, you know, focusing on, on becoming the best you can be, not just for you. I mean, that's first and foremost, but for you, but then to realize that your entire circle of influence can also be, you know, uh, helped to have them win more and gain more and all that is there's nothing more fulfilling than that, that I've found in life in 43 years so far to, than to helping others become successful. Because, you know, when I met you, it, times were tough for you, you know, really tough for you. And mm-hmm. I, I meet a lot of people where they're at their, you know, either starting point or their ending point, one or the other. Right. And, um, to see them grow in a short amount of time, either through our, you know, through our, our process or yes, express process, or even in general, just to know them as human beings outside of the program, to see their transformations. And just because one of the biggest shifts that I see in students is the belief in themselves, the confidence that comes with it. I mean, you can be a horrible salesperson. And if you are confident in what you're doing, dead set, sure that it's absolutely the right thing to do. People are going to, they're going to buy from you. They're going to work around you because in this world of chaos, what people want is certainty. And, you know, when you have that kind of confidence, certainty is part of that. And people want that. They, they're they're kind of drawn to that like a, a light, like a bug to a light. So, you know, just to see the confidence that comes into these men and women that come through the program and, and you know, even outside of it is it's really some of the, the most fulfilling stuff you know, things that I do in a week is, is I look forward to class. I look forward to the coaching calls. You know, I coach a lot of guys around the country and it's really fun to listen to where they are. And a few weeks look back and they're like, I don't even recognize the person I started with. You know, when I look back, I remember our first phone call and I usually write some notes down because I know what's going to happen. Right. And to see the changes that happen and the belief and, and most of it's just belief in themselves. And they start to realize that they're self-sabotaging and they can stop it with a snap of a finger. Didn't we just talk about that earlier? Decisions are made in a snap of a finger. And they say, wait a minute here. It doesn't have to be that way. And one of the big pieces, especially for men, is accountability, right? It's having somebody else that they're going to say, you know, that they're, they're just not sitting there listening to that, that mental uh, toxicity that goes through their head every day. You're too slow. You're too fat. You're too this. You're too that. You'll never make it. This is never going to happen for you. You weren't born this way. They're lucky. You aren't like all the bullshit, the head trash that goes through most people's head each day that they sell. They say to themselves, the I am stuff, just flip that alone and say, okay, instead of I am lazy or I am never going to make it, switch it to I am the best I can be right now. And I will learn. I am a person who can learn. You just make that small switch And all of a sudden, everything changes. Do that daily through rituals that reinforce this kind of thing every day. And holy crap, your entire life changes. And you know the best part, Dwayne? It doesn't cost you a dollar. It doesn't cost you a dollar. All you have to do is be willing to do the work. That's it. It doesn't cost you anything. And you become a better person. You feel better. You show up better. You show up better for your family, for your friends, for your business, for society. And you can become a a participant that is helping others grow and taking their special God-given talents, bringing them to the world and allowing that gift to the world that only they possess. You know, Dwayne, there's only one Dwayne. There's only one Joshua. There's only one of each of us out there. We all have special God-given talents and to keep them inside of themselves the whole time because they were afraid they were afraid of what people would think. They were afraid of somebody saying something. They were, they'd be afraid if they failed, they wouldn't be loved. And all these fears that come into it will rob you of your entire life. And, you know, I could say that because that used to be me. 
I used to think I'm just this average guy born in a cornfield in Pennsylvania. I'm not necessarily in the cornfield, but you know, <laughs> between cornfields, right? And I was so cool in high school. I was in the marching band. I played the saxophone. I had uh, the whole get up on every halftime show. I was out there with my saxophone playing with the marching band. Um, even the girls gave me a really great name when I was young, probably my, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 years old. They gave me the name Stick because I was scrawny as hell, right? I, I, I was just a rail my entire life. And, you know, that's not exactly something that gets you a lot of cool points, right? You know, it's, play the saxophone in the marching band. You know, you don't have any real muscle tone. It's like, who are you? And like, I was a fly in the wall, dude. I kept my mouth quiet. I just wanted to get through school. I had a couple of close friends, nothing big. I was not popular one way at, at all. I mean, most people in school probably wouldn't remember my name. And, you know, I lived that life of being quiet and not making a rustle about anything and not trying to, you know, make any kind of, of stir, right? And I realized that, holy shit, dude, you know, it's only a couple of years ago. I'm like, this is no way to live. I have things that are in me that I need to tell the world. I have experiences that I've gone through that I can help others going through those experiences. So they don't have to do the exact same things I did. I have an ability to, to, to love and be compassionate and empathetic for people. You know, that that's all valuable. So if you're listening to this out there thinking, you know what, I wasn't the cool guy. I really didn't. Uh, I don't really have a lot of talents. Well, you know what? I wasn't either. And I didn't think I did either. And then one day I started to believe in myself. I started to believe in myself and say, you know what? It's about time you stop being fucking scared, you little baby. It's about time you start standing up for what you believe in. It's about time you let the world know what you do and don't stand for and what you will and won't tolerate. Once that happened, my entire life changed. My entire life changed. The difference, my connection, my family, the difference I had, my connection, my business, the speed in which both of them grew, family grew in love and connection and my business grew in, in purpose and, um, overall scaling, you know, as far as sales go, once I became true to myself, dude, everything changed. That's why I don't care what business you have, what size you're at. If you're not willing to do that inner work, you're just going to kind of work your way down an alleyway until you find a dead end. But if you're willing to work yourself and get out there physically, mentally, spiritually, work yourself each day and just grow by a little bit and there's nothing that can possibly stop you. Dude, mm -hmm. so you have your own fingerprint. That's how fucking raw you are. You have your yep. own fingerprint and everything you touch, that fingerprint will be there. Your own fingerprint out of how many billion people? I'm going to make up a number. It's probably some bullshit, like 5 billion or some shit. You have your own fingerprint and you're still trying to figure out if you're enough. Yeah. The very secret to success, please turn this shit up, is believing in yourself. That's it. Because the moment you believe in yourself, the day, like I said, you can't hear these words. You got to feel what we're saying in this podcast. If you've never felt or listened to anything we've ever said, you got to feel this one. Can't hear these words. The day you believe in yourself is the day all your struggles and everything stops. Nine out of every 10 businesses go bankrupt in five years. Okay. Nine out of 10. Those nine people probably didn't believe in themselves. And that one did. And no matter what the fuck they dealt with, they gave it their all. And here's the thing. There may have been another one in that part of the nine that failed. They may have believed in itself fully and it just didn't work. But they didn't quit. Got to make the decisions. You got to make the moves. You got to put that foot forward. You got to set the standard in your life. The standard says, I will succeed. I am a succeeder. I make it. I live this way. Do the simple shit. I get my nails done every two weeks. Get my hair cut every fucking week. I mean, I make sure my shoes is right. My clothes is clean. That's just a standard I fucking set for myself. And nothing gets in that way. Everything has to abide by it. Because now I'm letting the world know how I'm showing up. Because only a person who believes in themselves lets the world know who the fuck I am. That's it. That's success, bro. You don't come with that shit. 
You go yeah. spin in circles the rest of your life. Totally, dude. And I know along the journey, I've I've learned that the only way to reinforce that new standard, the only way to keep showing up each day when the world's just trying to take everything you can get or everything it can get is to create rituals. And I know you've heard this before. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and beat a, beat a dead horse, but to, at the end of the day, I know I speak for Dwayne. I'm sure he'll have some comments about this too, but you are only as good as the rituals you have. If you're not willing to put time into yourself every day, to your health, to your fitness, to your, um, spirituality to your family to your to your business all these things if you're not willing to put time into those things every single day to help them all grow then you are going to fail you there's just no way around it and you know there's it's so important to understand that these rituals they can be different for everybody but what they reinforce is a belief in yourself that when you commit to something that you're going to follow through on it and if you commit every day to doing five things and you do them every single day, you will become more confident as a side effect to that. Because when you say it, you believe it and you do it. It's, it's that stupid simple. It is that stupid simple. So often people say things, they don't do them, but then they want the accolades for doing them. They don't want to work. It's the problem, right? That's where the big problem is. Now, when you set rituals, like for me, when I first wake up in the morning, it's typically between four and five o'clock, sometimes 530 if I sleep in. Um, the first thing I do when my eyes pop open is I can feel the energy rush through my body. I can feel that consciousness run through my body. And I first thing I do is I say, thank you, God, for one more day that I can wake up, breathe, be healthy, enjoy my family and impact the world in any way I possibly can today. Please help me with the right words and the right actions to do that the best possibly. And then I get up out of bed and I go down and I sit on my couch and I meditate. I put my AirPods in and I meditate and I think about as little as possible. But if I am thinking about anything, I'll be visualizing what the day looks like, the week, the month, the year. I'm visualizing, I'm seeing it done. See, people, some people do vision boards, that's great. I don't need vision boards, I got it in my brain. I see the pictures, they're there, they're ready to go. And then once I wrap up that meditation, then I get into reading and I grab a book that I'm reading. I've committed to only two pages a day. That's it. I typically read a lot more than that, but I'm only committing to something very small. This way I can do it. Even if I had 102 degree fever, I could still do it. Right. Once that's done, then I'll go on. I'll check emails, things like that. My kids come downstairs. I put that phone away and I spend time with them before they go to school. That is no, no touch time. That's just like I'm in there with them, listening about their day. What are they doing? They're packing their lunches, doing all that stuff. Then around 730, they head out to school. And that's when I head down to my office area where I'll do more meditation for about another 30 minutes or so. And that's where I get into either, either or much more visualization. And there's dancing, there's singing involved. It lights up my soul. And it reconnects me with who I am. From there, then I get out for a run, typically somewhere between two, three, four miles, depending on my day. And I'll come back. I'll either do a couple rounds of boxing or I'll go do some push-ups. And then I'm into the cold shower. And by that time, it's 9 a.m. It's go time. I get down to my office. I get with the team. And it's, I'm on stage. Let's go. And I do that five days a week right now. And even sometimes in the weekend, but that is my, that's my rituals. And there's a lot more that I can get into detail and I'm not going to at this point, but those are the kinds of things that you have to commit to yourself. It doesn't have to be those exact things. It doesn't matter. Whatever makes you feel empowered and what fills your soul. My rituals hit on all the four F's, right? They hit on faith, the spirituality and the, the meditation and the praying. It also then hits on the family side. I spend time with my kids in the morning and when I get home from school at night, then I'm here with them as well. And same with my wife, we go for walks in the morning too. I didn't add that in, but we go for a nice long walk every morning. And then, you know, it also, you have your fitness. So the running, the boxing, all that stuff is my fitness side. And then we have the finance side, which is, you know, working throughout the day I'm working on that. So I get all the four legs of my table every day. I get to work on them. Every day I make it a ritual to work on them. If I were to just get up at, you know, 4.35 o'clock in the morning, run downstairs and start working on business stuff and never worry about my health, never think about my family and not think about my overall uh, spirituality. You know what's going to happen in a short amount of time, Dwayne? That one leg's going to be a lot longer on that table and the whole table is going to fall over. 
-hmm. It is so important. You talk about a you know work-life balance. You don't have to sit here and make it a thing. You make it a ritual. It gets itself done every day by itself. You don't have to think about it. Oh, I got to do this. I got to go to the gym. No. Between this time and this time is the gym time. If you do want to go to a gym, do it. If you want to do it from home, it doesn't matter. In that piece, it's about the fitness. So regardless, if it's a walk, it's a run, it's a working in the garden, if it's a if it's a boxing thing, if it's a ninja warrior thing, whatever the hell you're, you're even if it's cycling, whatever your thing is, do it. Don't give yourself the ability to get out of it. And let me tell you, not every day do I want to do this. There are many days, I would say the majority of days that I get up and after I'm done meditating, my body's like, you could go without a run today. Yeah, you could definitely do. You could not go to boxing. Don't do any boxing. You don't need to do that. That little saboteur sits in my shoulder and whispers in my ear. But you know, the funny part is when I've learned over the years that I look over to him and I'm like, you know what? Thank you. But now shut up. Here's what we're going to do. And if it keeps chirping in my ear and I'm running, I'll be like, oh, you think we're going to take it shorter today, do you? Yeah, no. See that hill? Yeah, that's, that's for you, buddy. And up the hill we go. <laughs> you know, I keep adding to it. People might think I'm nuts that way, but at the same time, that's how I keep my sanity, man. I'm, I'm totally in grips with being in the present and, and keeping all these things balanced. But that's been the secret to my growth is those rituals. Because every day, every single day, you're creating that time for you. It's like, imagine if you wanted water and you had a well pump and, or not a well pump, like a hand pump on a well. And you went there every day and you, you know, pumped the well and you got water out and you went and drank your water and you came back and you got your water and you pumped it and you kept doing it. It's fine. That's your ritual. You got to do that all the time. Now imagine going there and not pumping the well and expecting water to come out of it. Doesn't work. You can't just will it into place. Doesn't work that way. You got to pump that damn well. And your your mind, your body, your spirituality is no different. You need to work those muscles all the time. And that's how you and then if you do miss a day or you go on a vacation for a week or two and you don't stick with them, you come back. It's a little trying getting back into it, but man, you're right back on track again. But you start feeling it. I don't know if you felt this, but you start feeling it when you ignore them. When you start acting like, I don't need to do that. I mean, I've gone through those times too. I'm not perfect. And I get back and I'm like, man, I feel so much better when I do this. Why did I ever get off track? Well, because you're, you know, a little saboteur kicks in. You don't have to do that. Don't worry about it. Nobody's watching. You ever had that, Dwayne? Yeah. Yeah. Your, your, your capacity of love that you can give others is the capacity you love yourself. So also what you give others is what you give back. So you guys catching this flow here. So you can come at me with all the bullshit. I'm happy. Everything's great and everything's cool. But if you don't love yourself, you're not taking care of yourself. You're not getting it back. And I'm going to tell you some other secret too. This whole success shit doesn't give it to you until it sees that you're happy and you're getting fed, you know, so you can go out and make millions of dollars and do whatever. And it will never give you the success until you start realizing what you want, who you are, what you need. And then when you start loving yourself and start putting yourself first, you want everybody else because the feeling will be so great. So you want everybody else to feel love for themselves too. Guess what? When they feel love for themselves, the fucking magic happens. It's insane. And it happens faster than the blink of an eye. You become successful over fucking night. And when you make that shift, then you're dead on with that. Yep. Yep. Once you fill your heart with love for yourself and pride for yourself, you can't wait to share it with others. Like if I could do it, anybody can do it. How can I help others get through their limiting? Cause it's only in their heads. 99% of this stuff is in their heads. I know it was in my head, all of it. I, mean, I was fully capable of doing everything I'm doing now 15 years ago. I just didn't think I could. Just didn't think I could. I, I just listened to this, this YouTube video, which I thought was really powerful. And it was about this guy. He was talking about somebody. And he said, you know, this guy, um, he never really did much in school. He wasn't really a popular guy in school. He barely even wanted to go to school. So it was his, his senior year and his mother said, why don't you take the SATs and then just see where it lands, right? So he takes these SATs and he gets a score back of like a 1480 out of 1600. And he's like, damn, like I never used to go to class. I just kind of screw around my friends, not really pay much attention, but I, I must be pretty smart if I got this 1480, right? So uh, senior year, 
he really started going back to class and started participating a lot more because he felt like he was really, really smart. And he's like, all right, cool. This is, this is fantastic. Everybody started to treat him better because he started to show up better. His confidence grew because he's like, I'm, I'm a freaking brilliant guy. This is amazing. He went on then to, uh, to, to found a, a major magazine where he became a millionaire uh, in a few years. And he grew and grew into other businesses and became a very successful person, as we would call success. And the crazy part is 10 years later, he got a letter from the SAT board that said out of in that year, 13 SATs were brought back that were wrong, that were um, graded incorrectly. He actually got a 740. <laughs> he went a 740, <laughs> right? Which is less than half. And what did the guy do? Did he sell all his businesses and go back to feeling like shit for himself? Or did he realize, I mean, really the moral of the story is, he didn't actually become this person until, you know, that 740 person. That's what he was most of his life up until he took this test. And the test gave him the confidence to think that he was more than what he thought he was. He's the same mm-hmm. fucking person. But the numbers gave him the confidence to believe in himself and to believe that he was worth it, that others could look at him and say, wow, that guy's smart. So that's what it was. At the end of the day, he showed up as a 1480. That's why he was successful, even though by testing score, he was only that 740. Crazy, isn't it? It's insane. It's crazy. How many times have you screwed yourself out of opportunities because you thought I'm a 740? And if somebody would have gave you the opportunity to show you yourself, no one else, yourself, that you're really that 1480, how much faster would you get to success only by someone else proving to you that you're worth it. It's crazy. So when it comes to what you're doing now, do you want to stay at that 740 and just think that? Or do you want to go for the stars and say, you know what? I might not have an SAT test that's going to show me any different, but I believe in myself. I know I'm a 1480. Fuck that. I'm a 1600. And whatever I'm really good at, I'm a 1600. And it's my job to prove to myself that that's true. No one else, myself. Others will come eventually. Prove to myself that I can be the very, very, very best. And not in competition with the other person, but the very best person inside of yourself. That the success isn't tons of money in your bank account. The success is waking up every day and feel that energy surge through your body when your eyes first open and say thank you God for one more day because you never know how many you're actually gonna get. And to say I've got one more that I'm healthy, I'm happy, I'm able to move forward is the biggest gift you could possibly get from the universe. So value and cherish every single one of them. 